So we're going to take communion in just a little bit. Um, I have Rachel on the keys just to keep the flow of the spirit going. Um, um, but I want to teach how important communion is and the things that you have to understand before you take communion. You have to understand these things. So um, if you have your phone or your Bible or you want to see on the screen, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11. Praise Lord. First Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 32. I'm going to start in verse 23. For I have received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread and he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body so he broke the bread this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me then in the same way after the supper he took the cup and said this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat the bread eat this bread and drink this cup you will proclaim the lord's death until he comes communion is obviously um, i believe it's an obligation because it really it's showing us the true meaning of what christ did it's not just an obligation but it is a celebration what that means is, is that we're celebrating what he did for us on the cross. It's his death, burial, resurrection. And how he gave his life and completely, uh, let me say that again. How he gave himself completely to give us a better life, a new start in a fresh relationship with God. That's 1 Peter 3.18. He did it to give us new life. And this doing communion is the, is the principle. It's the representation of that. But I want to read verse 27. This is very important. I'm going to hold on verse 27 and 29. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord, watch this, in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin, sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body, Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. And I want you to pay attention to this very carefully because this is important. You need to understand this. He says in verse 27, you will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. He's talking about you are being guilty of sinning against Christ. But the beautiful thing, the crazy thing about all this is that verse 29, he says, the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. So what this tells me, and you have to, you have to hear this. When you take the communion in an improper manner, AKA not just in your sin, not checking your sin, but not taking it properly, which means taking it serious. What happens is you sin against, not just against Christ's body, but against your own body. 
because Christ is in you, you sin not just against him, you will sin against yourself. Does that make sense? You sin against yourself and you sin against him. This is crazy. Verse 30, that is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep. Now, for some of us, some of us have taken communion for a while and it's like, well, I've never gotten sick physically. Never, I've never been weak in the body like that. And I've never like passed out. This is not literal. Do you hear me? It's not literal. This is talking about spiritual weakness, spiritual sickness, and spiritual slumber. You catch that? This is talk also talking about, yes, it can happen to a physical body. I've heard people take communion in an unworthy way, in an unworthy manner, not taking it seriously, and they have gotten sick. And they have gotten in an illness. Didn't kill them, but I've seen it. Because taking something that the Lord instructed us to do in an improper manner is not wise, it's immature. Verse 31. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not finally can, uh, or we will not be finally condemned with the world. This scripture is warning us that God's instructions are not to be taken lightly. They're not to be taken lightly. Even when the consequences of disobedience aren't immediate, they can be devastating. Romans 2.5 talks about that. That sin or any type of disobedience towards God, when you are a believer, there's a discipline there. There is a consequence. So you have to understand the, the beauty and the warning of communion. You have to understand there's a beauty to it because we're talking about Christ, but we also need to be careful of the warning he gives us. We cannot take it in an improperly manner. So when you take it tonight, you don't take it just because, oh, it's a wafer and grape juice. It's just, it's just, it's just a little wafer I'm putting in my mouth. It's just, it's just grape juice I'm drinking. No, in representation, it is the, the body and the blood of the lamb. That's what you have in your hand. It is a representation of that. It's not just a wafer and a grape. Yeah, there's multiple things, but this is, it's a symbol of what he did. You're catching me. You understand this? This is not something to be messed with. This is important because it is your salvation. Not this, but the principle of it is your salvation came from that. The wages of sin and death were destroyed from that. So taking this is not just is not just to obviously I'm telling you to celebrate and I believe it's an obligation, but it is also to remember. It's to remember what he did. It's to remember the very moment he saved you from sin, justification, and he is constantly revealing to you who he is and healing you throughout your life, sanctification and walking you through struggles that you still deal with, sanctification. So this is to remind yourself, because a lot of us forget our salvation. We 
we are saved, but we don't sometimes remember. And when you don't remember, you don't think about it, you don't love on it, you don't ponder on it, so you will not show it. I'm not trying to tell you you got to act on it, but you won't show it if you don't constantly remember what he did, what he did for you on the cross. You have to continue to remember. You have to remember. The context of what 1 Corinthians is talking about is that Paul is talking to a very hypocritical and sinful church. This church in Corinth, they were doing a lot of crazy things. There's been studies that they that they would get drunk on the communion wine. That's why he was talking to them. They were getting a little tipsy on the on the wine. But he was also talking to them because there was a also in the study that there was incest in the church. They were doing things immorally wrong, and Paul came to them not in condemnation, but in correction. You follow me? He came in correction and he was telling them that if you're taking this in an unworthy manner, you're sinning against God and you're also sinning against your own body. Which caught because your body is now a temple. The Bible says it's a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? It's a temple. What the, the temple, like that song we sang, I think it was Sunday, where it says your presence fills the temple when we worship you. It's not just talking about a building, it's your body. It's your body. You are filling your body with his presence. You're filling your soul with his presence. You are constantly consuming him in your body. Communion is sacred. I've learned over the years, even when Pastor Brennan would do it on a Sunday, I took it very seriously because it was sacred. It's not something that's that just simple just to do. Yeah, it's easy to just rip it off, take it, and just, you know, go go through my day. But it is to remember. Okay? It's to remember what he's done. And humble yourself under that. The Lord's Supper, also called communion, is a symbolic remembrance. Jesus instituted this at the time of reflection and unity amongst his followers. Some, like the believers in Corinth, missed those lessons entirely. They missed it. Jesus didn't just do it so that he would tell them what was going to happen to him, but he was going to say, you're going to have to do this in remembrance of me. You'll have to do it over to remember. To remember. Communion is sacred with sacred implications. The problem is not performing the wrong steps or failing to meet some legalistic standard. There is a wide freedom in exactly how communion can be observed. But what Paul condemns is when you participate in it and don't give it its sacred attention. When something is sacred, it's serious. Anything that is sacred is serious. And it's the same thing with this. And I'm gonna pray us into it, and we're gonna and we're gonna get into a little bit of a moment of prayer to where we can get our hearts ready to receive that communion because it's very, very important. So anytime Pastor Brandon does it on a Sunday, if you go on Sunday, I want you to remember that. Oh, I'm not just doing it for a random Sunday. I'm taking this in a worthy manner. And Paul condemns that when we don't take it seriously. Those who act carelessly risk earning an elevated share in the responsibility for Christ's death on the cross. 
you have to be careful. As such, each person should examine themselves before eating the bread that represents Christ's body and drinking the cup that represents his blood. Then, when confident that they are not doing so in an unworthy manner, those present should eat and drink, but not before then. See, it is to make sure it's there first before you take it. It's to examine your heart before you consume it. Because that's it also correlates to when Jesus says, deny yourself. You're basically crucifying the flesh when you examine yourself. You are putting your flesh to die. That's what a lamb does. A lamb does not go, a lamb was not put in the altar in the Old Testament. And they didn't just take like a pint of blood and then made the lamb go and like, hey, you can, we'll, we'll keep you as a pet. No, the lamb came and went to die. And that's the only way to experience Jesus is when you come to deny yourself, to die. I'm not saying physically, that's a little morbid, not physically, but I'm talking about everything in your life that is idols and Lord over your life, that needs to be killed. And so do you need to die in yourself for Jesus to be known in you. What does that mean? I have to give up things that I thought that I genuinely wanted and go with what God said because God's way is better. I can tell you that from my own life, from my own calling, from my own place. It is better to go what God told you. And not because of, not because of, I'm not miserable. People say two things. Oh, if I follow Christ, I'll be miserable. Or if I follow Christ, nothing bad will happen. Two different lies. One of them, no, you will go through trials and tribulations. You will go through issues if you decide to follow Jesus. That's a given, period, guaranteed. But what the Bible does not say is that you will be miserable following Jesus. Why? Because it's your flesh that needs to die and it's your spirit that needs to rise. That is where you find joy. I don't find joy in my own flesh. Not anymore. Because I've had to learn to put it in the ground. To put it in the grave where it's supposed to be. And it's the same thing for you. You want to follow Jesus? Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. That is the mandate. It's not, oh, I, I, I prayed this cute prayer and now I'm just going to come to church every Wednesday or go to church every Sunday. It's deeper than that. It's not dollars and cents. It's higher and deeper with him. And if you want that, if you are desiring to go higher and deeper with him, you will have to deny yourself every time. I cannot get close to God while I'm filled with self. I can't get close to him when I'm filled with me. It has to get to the point where it's now just him. He's the center. The times that I was able to experience his presence, like tonight, worship was incredible. I got to experience the presence of God is when I put myself out the way. And he was the focus. 
not the temperature in the room, not how dark or bright the lights are. He was the center. And it's the same for you. Communion is a celebration, but it's also you need to be careful how you take it. Because it's important. And I'm going to lead us in the prayer. So I want you to grab your little communion cup. And we're going to take this opportunity. I want you to grab your wafer. That's a lot of drop. Five second roll. There's no sin on it. You're good. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. I want you to hold it up like this. Just you don't have to go too high. I want you to I want you to close your eyes and hold it up like this. And we're gonna pray over this wafer. Because this is obviously it's just a regular wafer, but this is the body of the one who saved you. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken. We thank you for your body that was destroyed so that we could spiritually live. So that we can come to the knowing, saving grace of you to where we don't have to live in in complete separation from you. We thank you right now as we remember what your body has done. We thank you for what you have what you have placed within us, Lord. We thank you for that. In this moment, as our, all of our eyes are closed, I don't want anyone looking around. I need you to need you to pay attention. This is very, very serious. I want you to genuinely go into your heart right now and examine yourself. If there is any sin hidden or unhidden, if it's hidden, you give it to the Lord. If you know it, you tell him directly. Give him the detail violently give him that sin and you say no I refuse it I'm done with it no I will be clean by the blood of Jesus I am clean by the blood of Jesus I don't deserve that I am not going to live in it anymore examine examine just take a minute examine yourself that needs to be brought unto the Lord. I want to give you a moment. Examine. that covers our hidden sin. It is your grace. You can eat the bread. Eat it. You can undo the top. Praise you, Lord. It sounds so cool. I don't know if y'all are in Sunday service, but they'll do all that. It sounds so cool. It's like the ocean. That's what I hear. I hear the ocean. (laughs) 
I hear the ocean. Maybe it's just a bunch of people snapping. <laughs> okay. Serious, Jacob, serious. Okay. So raise up just the same thing like the bread. Let's, let's close our eyes and let's raise up the blood. The body was broken, but it's the blood that washes your sin. Let's, let's pray over this one. Lord, we thank you for your precious blood. For we know it was expensive. And you bought us at a high price to where it, can, it, doesn't, just, it doesn't just cover our sin. It washes it clean. All the beauty of knowing that it has been washed clean that it hasn't been covered, that it won't really come back to destroy. It has been washed, and we have been washed by your blood. Lord, we thank you for that. We honor you for that. And Lord, let us let it continue to be washed. It's still the blood, even from 2,000 years ago, the blood is still the blood that covers every sin and mistake and dysfunction and problem. It covers we bring it to you. Lord, we thank you for your grace by the blood of the Lamb. You can take a drink. I want everyone to stand. I'm about to close because we don't have no time. So y'all can stand. And let's stay in a moment of prayer. I can stand. We can turn the lights all the way down. Thank you, Lord. Let's just close our eyes and let's just thank the Lord right now. Lord, we thank you for your, for the symbol of communion, the importance of communion. Lord, we honor you for giving us an example, like you gave the example to your disciples. That we don't just do it just because of a religious task. Communion, Lord, is not just a religious task or duty, but Lord, it is a spiritual and sacred privilege. Lord, let us let tonight be never forgotten when we take communion again. Lord, every time we take communion, I pray that we would remember how serious it is. That it was your blood that was shed. It was your body that broke. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the shed blood. And Lord, as we leave tonight, Lord, we, I ask that you, that your presence, Lord, Lord, sometimes we ask for blessings, sometimes we ask for guidance, but Lord, you said to seek first the kingdom. So Lord, we pray for the kingdom of God to reign in us and the presence of God to go home with us. And I pray that we would continue to stay in, the, in, the, in step with the Spirit as we go through everyday life. Lord, we love you and we thank you for remembering and celebrating your death and resurrection. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.